Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Max Jenker Show. In this episode, we are talking about the stages of a breakup. Now, to be fair, going for a breakup in any way, shape, or form, it sucks, it's confusing, it's painful. Oftentimes, we feel these insecurities and urges that we never felt before, and it's freaking annoying, and it really makes us sometimes even go mad. But thankfully, learning about the stages you go through when you're going through a breakup, when you're dealing with the aftermath of a breakup, it makes this entire journey from your initial shock and disbelief to acceptance, it makes it way easier to dredge through. Specifically, knowing about these breakup stages really helps you when it comes to knowing exactly or pinpointing exactly where in the breakup recovery process you are, what are some challenges that you might face along the way, and what you need to do exactly to reach the other side, to finally reach acceptance, which is the final stage of a breakup. Now, before I actually go and list these breakup stages that I announced, please let me do you a favor and let me just explain very quickly two very important key elements of breakup stage theory that a lot of people misunderstand, that a lot of people don't really think about. The first one is all about linearity. This basically means that breakup stages aren't a linear process. Going through them one at a time, going through them one by one, it's not a linear process as most people think. Now, this means that you never really go from one to the next and never revert back to any of the previous ones. Typically, what will happen is that you will cycle back and forth through each breakup stage several times before you actually reach the final one, the acceptance stage. Now, in practice, this simply looks like crying waterfalls one week and then being inundated with this bittersweet feeling of peace and acceptance the next week, and then again back to crying waterfalls and feeling sorry for yourself, maybe even, and then back again to feeling a bit more at peace, feeling like you finally found your mojo, your confidence, that you finally found yourself again a little bit, and then let's say in a few days we had right back to the whole phase where you feel like shit. This is what typically happens to most people. Now, as for the second crucial element when it comes to the stages of a breakup that I want to point out, it's all about different grieving starting points. Basically, this means that while you, like most people, might end up in stage one, when it comes to breakup stages, another person, maybe your friend, a family member, some random other individual, they might actually end up in stage two or three instead of the first one immediately after their breakup. And this is normal. Some people even skip certain stages altogether. We all experience, essentially, a breakup somewhat differently. But now that we got that out of the way, let me go and actually talk about our stages, specifically how to pinpoint in which one you are at at the moment, how to best 
tackle whatever stage you're currently facing and what you can expect in it. Just please, please, please remember that what I'm about to share, these stages of a breakup, this is only a general simplified model of a very complex and convoluted process a person goes through after a breakup. It's not a perfect representation of what everyone will experience after a breakup. It's just a pattern that I keep seeing with the people that I coach, the people that I help time and time again. By the way, if you want to learn more about my coaching and my other cool products like my books and courses, magsjanker.com. That's where you'll find more info on those things. But anyway, let's get into the first stage of a breakup. Shock, disbelief, and denial. So this stage basically serves as kind of your mind's initial defense mechanism against the sudden change in your life, the sudden alteration, the sudden trauma that comes with a breakup. It kind of, in a way, cushions the emotional impact a breakup has on you. Now, during this stage, what tends to happen to most people is that they have a really hard time accepting what just happened. You might feel numb or you maybe even during this time struggle to believe that your relationship is over for good, even though it usually really is. It's also very common to question your entire situation with questions like, how could have this happened? It was the furthest thing from my mind. I'm probably dreaming. My ex probably didn't meant it. They just need a little bit, you know, time alone and they'll be back and they will give a relationship another shot. You might ask yourself whether this is even real or not. You might cope by saying to yourself, they probably didn't mean it or they'll be back eventually. I just know it. Bullshit like that. Bullshit that we kind of know is bullshit. Now, when it comes to combating this stage, drugs, video games, shopping, whatever is your poison, don't give in. Do not suppress your shock, disbelief, and denial through any sort of means, especially if that means is actually toxic and unhealthy and bad for you. Like, I don't know, drinking too much or going on this giant shopping spree. And believe me, this is probably the best way to get through this initial breakup stage. In other words, just don't bottle up your feelings. Let yourself feel them, accept them when they are there, and then work on not responding to them negatively and instead pursuing productive, healthy behaviors despite your emotions, which by the way, you cannot eliminate. Believe me, this is a much healthier way of dealing with this breakup stage. And it's also, in general, a really healthy way to deal with some sort of trauma, some sort of adversity. Now, are you in this breakup stage? Well, here are a couple of questions you should ask yourself to kind of determine that. Do you think you're, do you think you've overreacted to your breakup? Do you think you, your ex, overreacted to the breakup? Are you ignoring reality um, or are you at least trying to ignore it? Are you still waiting for things to turn around somehow? Maybe you're waiting for your ex to 
reach out again, or you're waiting for your ex to tell you, you know what, I'm ready to fight for our relationship, it's not over yet. And of course, do you have a hard time admitting to yourself as well as to others that your relationship really is over? Think about these questions, if you answered most of them with a yes, you likely are in our initial breakup stage. But let's move on to our next one, our second breakup stage, rumination. This stage is characterized by intense reflection, contemplation, and dwelling on the past details of your relationship as well as your breakup. During it, you will find yourself caught in this loop of repetitive thoughts where you will analyze what went wrong, you will go through the classic should've, would've, could've uh, pattern, you will ruminate on past conversations and events and then examine them in detail and kind of scrutinize them in a way you are gonna question your own actions and decisions and it it feels like going crazy sometimes, I'll be honest. This was probably the stage I had the most issues with when I was going through my breakup. And yes, while you do go over the best and worst moments of your relationship, you are reliving each each part of the breakup and it sucks and it's painful. Just know one thing, okay? While it is like torture, like mental torture, I guess, this actually helps you, not hinders you. Granted, of course, you don't let it hinder you by making really dumb mistakes like hurting yourself or something like that. But basically what I'm trying to say is that you ruminating on your breakup, on your dead relationship, it helps you process the whole thing, leading to eventually feeling better. And of course, on the other hand, it helps you out by helping you figure out what mistakes you've made in your past relationship, why things didn't work out, And then you can use that knowledge to improve your relationship skills and maybe make your next relationship last, be that with your ex or with someone completely brand new. So just think about that. Now, when facing this stage, meditation, yoga, journaling, these are your friends, basically. You want to lean on them as much as you can day in and day out. You can, of course, also experiment with distracting yourself with healthy activities like light movement, going to the gym, taking a stroll, cooking a meal for yourself, spending time with friends. That shit also works out a lot, especially if you can engage with these activities and these experiences as soon as you notice yourself ruminating about your breakup or your ex or your dead relationship, however you want to call it ruminating anything that has to do with what happened in the past with your ex. Now, are you in this breakup stage? Well, here are a couple of questions you can ask yourself. Do you keep reminiscing your past relationship? Do you keep thinking about your ex? Maybe about the best and the worst moments, maybe about the happiest and the saddest moments, those kind of things. Look for specifically extremes, be that positive extremes or negative ones. Do you see your ex everywhere you go? That's another uh, question you, you could ask yourself. Do you keep 
you know, staring at your phone, waiting for your ex to text you, to call you so you could, you know, hopefully change everything and rekindle your relationship? Do you keep checking your ex's social media? Do you keep stalking them? Do you keep wondering what they're doing, where they're going, with who they're out with? If you answer basically yes to most of these sorts of questions or most of, or you foster most of these sorts of concerns, you are probably in the rumination stage of a breakup. But anyway, let's move forward to stage number three. Disorganization and confusion. This is a funny one, and this is a this is one I had the least personally least issues with. However, I do know a couple of people who had a lot of issues with it. Especially, look, I'll I'll t- I'll say it like this: If you're someone who's naturally organized and conscientious, you're not gonna have much problems with this breakup stage. But if you're someone who's the opposite, who's very chaotic, very creative type, maybe or however you want to describe the people who just aren't conscientious, you're going to have a lot of difficulties with this stage. Basically, when you are in this stage of a breakup, you'll be subjected to a lot of emotional and mental shifts, and it will feel like going crazy sometimes. You'll have days, for example, when you undersleep, days where you oversleep, days where you undereat, days where you overeat, Uh, days where you're sluggish and unmotivated and unproductive, and then you'll have suddenly, randomly, days when you're hyperproductive and very motivated, very inspired. At the most general, you'll have days where you're very positive, where everything is going as it should, and then randomly you'll have days when you're depressed, negative, whiny, upset, and everything will go the opposite of how it should. This, by the way, dear viewer, listener, is completely normal. Like I said in our last stage, these sorts of experiences, very normal. So don't panic. Don't start acting out of panic because you just might do something stupid that will really prolong your healing process, that might reopen your breakup wounds. Now, back to the normalcy thing. Why is it normal? Well, because grief in general, inherently even, it calls attention to itself all the damn time. And you being in a state of disarray, in a state of chaos, that's just one of the many ways grief calls upon itself. And that's one of the many ways you process it. That's one of the many ways we process any painful or negative emotion. It's basically a result of your mind's attempt at restructuring the world now that your old one, your old mental schema is gone. The mental schema that actually had your relationship still intact in there. That's how this shit works. Now, when it comes to grappling what is breakup stage? Consider freeform writing. Very good exercise. You can Google it. There's a Freudian version. There's a Jungian version. Just do whichever one resonates with you. It's a very, very useful way to make sense of your thinking and to make sense of what you need to organize in which areas of life you need to be more organized, basically. But anyway, 
You can also, another thing very important during this stage, focus on creating habits of making to-do lists, calendars, um, reminders, and so on. Because you basically really want to reclaim your focus and motivation to be able to function normally again during this time. Specifically, or at least in crucial situations in the realm of work or school. So, how do you figure out if you're in this breakup stage? Again, a few questions to ask yourself. Do you find it difficult to focus on work or just about any other meaningful task? Do you maybe suffer from sleeping problems? Do you have moments where you feel overly lethargic and unmotivated and then moments where you feel the opposite? Do you have issues with undereating or overeating? Basically, if you answered yes to most of these questions, you're probably in this stage. Anyhow, to move on to stage four, the emotional mess stage. This is probably the most complex stage on our list. In it, as the name implies, you're going to be inundated with a plethora of intense emotions, most commonly devastation, anger, sadness, guilt, and good old anxiety. In this case, right? Devastation basically refers to feeling that the breakup was unfair and you get lost in a victim mentality, which is very, very, very uh, dangerous. You don't want to go there. You don't want to ever see yourself as a victim. When it comes to anger, this basically relates to harming those around you, emotionally or physically. Sadness relates to being a gateway drug to depression when you feel a lot of it at a um, for an extended period of time. Guilt basically relates to your inability to accept your breakup and you feeling like shit for the things you said or didn't say or the, for the things you did or didn't do. And finally, anxiety refers to just getting frustrated, panicky, and insecure about literally everything all of a sudden. Your friend not calling you back. This other person in the subway not looking at you right. Stuff like that. Everything is basically going to bug you when you are inundated with the anxiety coming from this emotional mess stage. And of course, as a result of these feelings, you can in general expect temper tantrums, Uh, frustration, irritability, powerlessness, loneliness, feelings of hopelessness even, and even physical symptoms like restlessness, racing thoughts, uh, insomnia, and in general, kind of like a baseline increased heart rate. So really, really annoying stuff that we have going on here. Now, when it comes to navigating the stage, when it comes to combating it, note what I said in the beginning of this episode, when we, I think, talked about the first stage of a breakup. You cannot control or eliminate your emotions, so let them be. Just focus on responding well to your emotions. This means that when you're pissed off, instead of kicking your dog in the face, instead of punching your best friend, go to therapy. Go punch the wall, at least. When you're sad and depressed, Instead of trying to harm yourself in some way, shape, or form, go and hit the gym. Call up a good friend. Do something that is productive and healthy. And again, 
do not try to eliminate or control your emotions because you just fucking can't. That's pretty much it. Now, a few questions to figure out whether you, my dear viewer, listener, are in this breakup stage, okay? Do you want your ex to suffer? Do you faster hate towards your ex and you blame them for the breakup? Do you find enjoyment in your ex's suffering? Do you feel lost? Are you furious with yourself? Do you feel hopeless? Do you want to just stay in bed the whole day? Do you feel miserable or like that you want to die? Do you have like a death wish, an actual death wish? Do you feel unloved, worthless, abandoned? Do you maybe even feel overwhelmed or overworked and like on the brink of an existential mental anxiety-induced breakdown? If you answered yes to most of these questions, well, you probably are in the emotional mess stage. But anyway, we've done this one. Now let's go to our fifth breakup stage, the most fun one. Wanting your eggs back stage, and yes, this is actually a stage. Now this one involves, as the name implies, a very powerful longing to get back with an ex, to get back with your ex. So we're talking about nostalgia, you're gonna reminisce your relationship and the great moments you shared with your ex, kind of similar to what we talked about in the rumination stage. You may also find yourself idolizing your relationship and overlooking the negatives, the negative aspects your ex had, or the negative traits, maybe would be a better way to put it, your ex had. And you could also find yourself focusing way more on the positive aspects your ex had. Maybe you even start romanticizing those positive aspects, thinking that they are actually way more positive than they really are. So, this stage, because of all these reasons, also marks the spot where most people, due to their longing, due to their nostalgia and their rose-colored glasses bias, they form really unhealthy habits, like chasing after their ex, calling, texting all the time, trying to game and manipulate their ex back into their arms, which is way more common than I like to admit in my industry, sadly, Uh, attempting to force a friendship, begging and pleading for another chance even, and of course, trying to make their ex jealous or envious by, you know, like some people, for example, they post on social media fake photos and make face fake posts about how great they're doing when in reality they're not doing great at all. That's what I mean when I say a lot of people want to make their ex jealous or envious when they're in this stage. Now, when you're dealing with this stage, when you're dealing with the ex back stage, the most important thing to know is that getting an ex back, as you probably have heard me talk about many times in these videos, it's very unlikely that it will work out for you. Very few people actually get back together with their ex. Based on like the most up-to-date statistics that I found, only 30% of people, of couples, get back together post-breakup. And that is like, I think, in the first one to six months. And only 15%, so only half of those 30%, stay together for good. Now, if you do want to pursue the whole route of getting your ex back, another two very important notes. No contact rule 
very important, and a social media detox, very important. For both of these methods or solutions, I have articles on them that you can read on my website, magsjanker.com. But probably more, most important, you can also read my guide on how to get an eggs back uh, for good, also on magsjanker.com. And there you have like an entire process laid out of how I would approach and how I recommend my clients to approach getting back with an ex. But anyway, to get back on topic, are you in this breakup stage? Are you in the eggs back stage? This is really simple. Are you typing how to get an eggs back into Google? Are you constantly watching videos or reading articles or listening to podcasts about reattraction, about getting back with an ex, about rekindling a dead relationship? Are you spamming your ex's phone? Are you looking for signs you still have a chance? Are you looking for signs that you don't have a chance anymore? Are you planning to break no contact and reach out to your ex even though they maybe told you that they don't want to hear from you? Are you thinking about asking your ex for a friendship even though you kind of don't want it, you know, even though you kind of want to use it as a backdoor to rekindle relationship? Yeah, if you answered yes to most of these questions, you're probably in this stage. Anyhow, to go to our next stage, the breakup stage number six, and we are almost at the end, by the way, the ambivalence stage. This is a tricky, tricky motherfucker. Because in this stage, you're going to feel like you love and hate your ex at the same time. Like, people tend to have a lot of conflicting feelings when they're trapped in this stage or phase, right? On the one hand, you'll think, sure, I want my ex back. On the other hand, you're going to be like, I'm probably better off without them. I'm probably better off just, like, staying the fuck away from them. And sometimes this ambivalence, this uncertainty... It's going to grab you by the neck and you will not be able to do just about anything about it. You will not be able to control or eliminate it or escape it somehow. Nada. Other times, you will be able to quickly calm yourself down and get kind of a more realistic grasp on your situation despite the ambivalence. Obviously, these shifts in mood, they're going to be random. They're going to be sporadic. One day you might feel one way. The next day you might feel another way. But this is good. This stage means, these shifts mean you are nearing the acceptance stage, the final stage of a breakup. Now, specifically, when it comes to the ambivalent stage, the way you can most effectively tackle it, maybe even overcome it, is by simply not forcing yourself to lean one way of your feelings. Just observe them. If you've ever been studying Zen Buddhism or something like that, or meditation or cognitive behavioral therapy, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out maybe those modalities. But anyways, just observe your feelings and even thoughts, to be honest, and let them be there. And then, once you have them in your mind's eye, just accept them. Let them float around, remember feelings and thoughts, they are fleeting, they will dissipate in time, they will wither away, and they will go away and stop bugging you. So don't rush this process. And of course, keep in mind what I already mentioned like two times in this episode, respond in a healthy manner, in a healthy way to your thoughts and emotions. 
you can even, if you're already at this stage, experiment with it. This won't work for everyone, but you can ex even experiment here by practicing gratitude, asking yourself what you're grateful about, and giving yourself answers, maybe even writing them down, and be as specific as you can be. For some reason, this gratitude practice produces the most results, the most happiness, when you're very specific about the things you are grateful for. And, you know, like I said, being grateful right now, it's kind of also fair. You are nearing the last stage of a breakup, after all. The ambivalence is a sign that you're nearing the light at the end of the tunnel? I think that... Or is... does Do people say that? Or is the whole light at the end of the tunnel a phrase that you are nearing death? I don't know. I'm a stupid European. Don't know the American lingo as much. So uh, correct me down in comments below. But anyway. Anyway. Let's talk about how do you know when you've reached this breakup stage. Are you confused about how you feel towards your ex? How you feel specifically about getting back together with them versus staying on your own or finding someone else? Does hearing your ex's name unleash this frenzy of conflicting emotions and urges and desires that you really don't know what to do with and how to respond to them, really? Are you pissed off at your ex one day and then just okay about the whole thing the next day? Do you think you're switching the opinion about your ex too quickly to be deemed as natural or normal? Again, if you answered yes to most of these questions, you're probably in the ambivalence stage. But now, let's get into our final stage of a breakup, the acceptance stage. Now, the acceptance stage, a lot of people think it relates to happiness. It actually doesn't. Here are a couple of hallmarks that it actually consists of, right? That actually show you that you are in this stage. So you feel little to no negative emotions around your breakup. You have forgiven yourself for the mistakes you've made. You've forgiven your ex for the mistakes they made. You're not looking back anymore. You're not obsessing about the past. You are looking forward. You are even, dare I say, excited about what the future will bring. And you accept your situation for what it is. You accept your breakup and you're okay with it. And, of course, you're starting to feel at peace. Now, for those of you who want to get back with an ex, and I know there's a lot of you out there, a lot of people watching my videos, you guys want your ex back, I get it. This stage is your time. Because in it, you have, due to your lack of emotions, clouding your judgment, you have the highest chance of actually rekindling your relationship when you are in this stage. And also, because coming to this stage, it takes a long time, you also have another leverage when it comes to rekindling a relationship. You had a shitload of time, a large opportunity here, where you could really meditate on your relationship, where you went wrong, where the relationship went wrong, what you could have done differently. You had a lot of time to think about these things, and now you can actually use the lessons you've learned from all of this thinking and retrospection to actually make your rekindled relationship, if you do rekindle it, work 
this time around, so the next time around. So hopefully that makes sense. Now, are you in this stage or are you not? Check out these questions, okay? Have you made peace with what happened? Have you made peace with the past? Uh, do you feel like you finally made it? Do you feel, and this sounds really cheesy, but just stay with me. Do you feel like there was a weight that kind of dropped off your shoulders? That you feel genuinely lighter, like physically lighter, as though you could finally breathe again. The reason I'm saying these things, by the way, the reason I'm saying them is because lots of people describe this stage with these kinds of phrases. It felt like a weight was dropped off my shoulders. It felt like I could breathe again. People genuinely see that when they are in this phase. So if you're saying it, or maybe even thinking about it, you're probably in this phase or in this stage as well. Anyway, maybe you're over the idea of reconciling. That's also something to think about, right? So are you over this idea? Maybe do you find dating fun and exciting? Do you find it already? Think about it. Do you feel, finally, like you got your confidence back? Again, if you answered yes to most of these questions, if you agree with most of these I guess, points, you probably are in the acceptance stage. Now, just when you think we're done, no, we are not. Because there is one, not really a stage, but let's call it for simplicity's sake, a stage left to discuss. And this is beyond acceptance. So some people call this uncoupling or disengagement. Some call it letting go or moving on. Others call it the meaning-making stage or the sixth stage of a breakup or the sixth stage of grief even, specifically when we're talking about the work of, I think it's David Kessler. Yeah, that's the guy. However, regardless of how you name this stage or this supposed stage, basically experts regard it not really, as I said, as a stage, but more so as a period where people start ascribing meaning to their breakup and pain based on the response to the event. Of course, this meaning is relative and it's personal. And until one finds it, the time until one finds it is different for everyone. Some people, they find meaning after their breakup, after a week, after the breakup. Some people, you know, it takes them months or even years to find it. It's also very different where people find meaning. Like some people, they find this meaning and with it a deep sense of fulfillment in taking care of their kids, despite the fact that their relationship didn't work out. Some people, they find their fulfillment and meaning and what it meaning in their career. Some find it in some banal, quirky hobby of theirs. It's truly different for everyone. And the source where you gain your meaning and your fulfillment, it doesn't need to be something of great you know, magnitude. It can literally be something as boring as taking care of your garden or cooking for your dog or some shit like that. Genuinely, that's what the research says. And it's shocking to me as it is probably, at least a little bit, to you. Anyhow, ultimately, meaning comes when you find a way to keep loving your ex while you simultaneously move on with your life, you move forward with your life, making the best out of it, 
and following following whatever values and goals you've set for yourself, not really thinking about your ex in a way where you want them back or you obsess about them or you still seek some sort of a closure. It's more or less a very peaceful feeling, a very empowering feeling. But it's also very difficult to describe since it's so philosophical and vague in nature. So I'll just stop here. I think you guys get the point. But I will say, how do you recognize that you are in this stage? Very simple. Have you found a new sense of purpose and meaning in your life? Have you learned any important lessons from the breakup that you can utilize now that you're single or maybe in a new relationship even? Are you feeling a sense of closure, a sense of this kind of finality? Do you feel more self-confident and self-aware? Do you feel empowered, hopeful, optimistic about the future, maybe even excited about the future? And of course, have you managed to maintain or retain an optimistic and healthy outlook on love and relationships? Because look, you know, most people after a breakup, or not most, but many people, to be fair, they adopt various really shitty beliefs that hold them back, like, you know, my ex cheated on me, my ex-girlfriend cheated on me, therefore all women are cheaters, Uh, my ex-boyfriend lied to me all the time, therefore all men lie, or I got broken up once, therefore I'm probably gonna get broken up again, or my relationship didn't work out, therefore I'm a shitty person, a shitty partner, or whatnot. Stupid beliefs like that. Anyway, if you answered yes to all the questions that I went over, or like most of them, you're probably in this, you know, supposed stage, or basically stage in air quotes. Anyhow, for our, for my final message, kind of like my final thoughts on this whole topic, I want you, if there's one thing you take away from this episode, if there's one fucking thing, don't take the stages of a breakup seriously. These stages, as I said at the beginning of this episode, they're not a reliable or a perfect representation of what everyone goes through after a breakup. They're just not. In fact, stage fear in general, be that rebound stages, stages of getting an ex back, and of course, breakup stages. Stage fear became stage fear not because there are actual stages in it, but because it helps people impose order on chaos and kind of offers them this predictability over uncertainty that all of us run away from all the damn time. I mean, think about it this way. We are pattern-seeking creatures after all, right? And it makes sense that we are trying to make sense of an inherently chaotic and unpredictable and absurd world. So it really makes sense that we develop theories that help us achieve those results. So ultimately, while breakup stages serve as very helpful and practical descriptive guidelines, they don't present one correct way we experience grief. We all, as I said at the beginning of this episode, we all experience grief differently. You can even expect your experience of grief to change. Maybe you've experienced this breakup in a certain way. Hell, maybe your next breakup 
you know, hopefully doesn't get there, but to to there, but you never know. Then your next breakup, you might experience the whole thing from a grief perspective in a completely different way. Maybe you start off in a completely different stage of a breakup. Maybe you skip stages of a breakup that you had a lot of issues with overcoming with your current breakup, stuff like that. Really complex stuff. It's confusing stuff. But still, that's how I would like to think about it. Just don't take the topic too seriously. It's great to know about it. It's great to apply some of the knowledge from this episode. Just don't, you know, hold on it too tightly. So that's pretty much it. If you want to go deeper into my process of breakup recovery, download my recovery cheat sheet, link in the description down below. But with that being said, I'll see you guys later in a later episode. Take care.